Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the show. I'm Chance Ellison. I'm Russell Howell. And this is Dark by Chance, show we connect all things movies, television, streaming, news, all that good stuff. And we're still in the midst of Scarefest, the monster match. This episode is going to be focused on my favorite, my personal favorite movie, Monster, Werewolves. And we are going all the way back, not only with the oldest film we've ever reviewed so far, but also the shortest. Now, real quick, Russell, I want to get some, you know, throw a little show you at you. Uh, first of all, uh, what prior to this? What was the oldest one we, we ever reviewed? It's got to be something with the uh, Billy Wilder stuff, I would imagine. Um, I would probably say uh, Double Indemnity. It is Double Indemnity. That was that was the yeah. that was the oldest one we reviewed. Now, yeah. prior to this, what was the shortest? The shortest film that we reviewed. Yeah. Oh man, you're not counting any of those. Uh, no, the Christmas, Christmas, the Christmas specials don't count. So, like, okay. like shortest feature film we reviewed so far. Ah, uh, oh, would it be Sleepaway Camp? That's a good guess, but no, uh, that's top five. Actually, actually, Sleepaway Camp got, got, got kicked out of the top five because of this. Huh. Uh, I'm trying to think. Uh, oh boy, was it a recent? Was it a recent review? No, this 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 was an older one, and I can give you a hint. Go for it. There's no cocoa in those cups. Oh, the Kirk Cameron. Kirk Cameron. Uh, <laughs> really, that was the shortest one. Yes. Uh, we were talking about uh, the Wolfman. Yeah. Wow. Uh, 1941's The Wolfman. Is it, is it 41? I really hope yeah. that was Yeah, it is. Yeah, 41. Okay, I knew I was right. Uh, before we get into that, we're going into, you know, we got to talk about some other things first, of which is uh, the wonderful world of sports. We got so much going on right now. Um, first of all, let's get in baseball. I mean, much as I, much as I don't want to right now. Uh, uh-huh. uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, she, well, you know what, Shadow? We, well, we, 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 we beat you. What does that say? Yeah, with a look at the payroll, you guys should have. Yeah. Uh, the Yankees, even though they have Aaron Judge, who is the best player in baseball, uh, he is, uh, they did manage to lose to the, once again, Houston Astros. I hate, I hate this team. I'll be rooting for the Phillies though, because I don't like the Astros either. So. Oh yeah, no, well, I'm about to get to that. So, so given the fact, so yeah, uh, given the fact that the Phillies did win on the other side uh, over San, uh, San Diego, San Diego the, the, over the over the Padres, uh, pretty hand. Both both series, both series, are both done pretty handily. Like like the the Astros swept the Yankees as again hurts to say, Astros swept the Yankees and uh, Philly. Beats the Padres four to one in that series. So like both series won pretty handedly. Uh, so yeah, you're so you're, you're taking you're taking Phillies in, in the series in the World Series. Yeah, yeah. I mean anybody because once the Guardians were out, I was obviously I I didn't like either AL team that w- was in a championship because I just I I'm not a big Houston fan. I just I hate the Yankees. So uh, it was one of those things where I was probably I am yeah, I'm I also I'm also like pr- I'm also praying this is not the last time we see Aaron Judge in the Yankees uniform. It probably is, and I'm going to be very sad because after that, who do we have? That's but, really well, I mean, crazy. We, we, we have we do have we do have Rizzo. He's very good, and we do have uh, Giancarlo Stanton. Well, like a lot, but yeah, like I I mean, our we we need a we need a fire manager. I hate Boone. Like Boone, fire him. Cashman, fire him into the sun. Fire everyone. I am so sick of this organization. You just need to build a roof. That's all. Shut up. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's kind of crazy because we were talking about. Uh, 
you know, uh, judge and what would happen, you know, with the you know home run record, yeah. obviously Chase and Maris, and it's crazy yeah, that uh, he, he didn't. He got there like and like yeah, and like keep in mind this is like they tried to reach a long term deal with him in the off season, but it, it didn't go through. It's like you know I'll come back for one year. I'm real. I, if I'm the Yankees, I'm back up the dump truck full of money to his house. Yeah, but it's crazy. Like the receptions, like he was booed like that. Yeah, like, he was booed crazy, by Yankees fans. Crazy. I mean, keep in mind though, Yankees fans did boo Jeter uh, when they when they were losing too. Yeah, I mean, it and is he didn't go anywhere. Crazy. Yeah, we'll see uh, what happens. Like, It'll Harris, be an interesting offseason. But uh, I'm I'm pulling for Philadelphia. I mean, yeah. I just have granted. You know, I'm from Texas. I've worked with the Astros because of the whole trash can scandal. Uh, I'm I'm also, I'm also pulling for Philly because uh, Bryce Harper is one of my favorite players right now. I like Bryce I, Harper. I, I he I think he's one of the best players in the game right now who doesn't have a ring. Yeah, and because I, he left. He left the he the year he left the uh, they, they won. won. <laughs> so I'm kind of hoping he gets he gets it kind of back now. That's kind of kind of how I'm hoping it. Well, yeah, like because like I I genuinely like believe he deserves a ring. So he's he's the reason I'm rooting for the Astros. I'm not sorry. I'm rooting for the Phillies against the Astros. I get, I'm rooting for the Astros because I, I want Bryce Harper to get a ring. Yeah, I agree. And, and you know, Houston's already been there, done that. So uh, I think it's. I like uh, seeing new uh, new blood into the uh, the mix of things. Yeah. So uh, World Series starts this weekend. I'm excited to see who uh, comes out with it. Uh, my thing is though, like, because like you like at the way the Phillies do it. If if Philadelphia gets a World Series and a Super Bowl within a year. That city might implode on itself. Yeah, we saw what happened after they. We saw what happened after they won the Super Bowl a few years ago. That city was chaos. I mean, Philly. Philly fans are really chaotic to be. Philadelphia. Yeah, Philadelphians you, are really chaotic. They are. I mean, they're very. It's crazy because they're very passionate about their teams, but yet they're very quick to turn. So it's kind of. Like I said, I, I'm I'm pulling for the Phillies, so I think they'll probably take it. I'm gonna go six games with that. You got you, you got Phillies in six. Phillies in six, yeah. Uh, I got I got to go into seven, but okay. I do have the Phillies winning. Okay. I I, I feel like this could, this could be like a really like it could be a knockdown dragout fight. It could be. I mean, I, I mean, obviously baseball. I think of like fans all around, obviously. I hope it goes seven because it's more fun when it's more exciting when it goes like that. Yeah, uh, we also had the the, uh, the NBA has kicked has kicked off. The season has started. A uh, lot of teams are emerging as powerhouses. A lot of teams are emerging as just black holes of nothing. Uh, powerhouses. You got the Milwaukee Bucks three and zero right now. They're look, they're looking incredible. Giannis is looking like an MVP. Love that dude. Uh, he's looking really solid. Cleveland's looking great. The Knicks are three and one. But who you're kidding? That's not going to last. My Orlando uh, is gonna is playing bad again. So well, I mean, Orlando's is like like there are so many teams who are trying to tank for Victor Wembanyama. Like yeah. there are so many teams that want him. It's not even funny. And funny enough, one of the teams that wants him badly that is outright like publicly tanking the Utah Jazz are fucking four and one. Yeah, and and Lakers are zero and four. Lakers are god awful. Yeah, it's crazy, man. Like Russell, I mean, it's it's been said a lot. But I'll say it again. Russell Westbrook should not be allowed anywhere near a basketball in the fourth quarter. Yeah, he's not very, uh, not very clutch. He's one of the he's one of the least efficient shooters of, in basketball in the NBA right now in the fourth quarter. Crazy. And I'm, I'm not, I don't know about ever, but like definitely right now, like he is just he is like the opposite of clutch. He is awful. 
Uh, yeah, so West uh, Eastern Conference, yeah, you got the Bucks, the uh, the Cavs, the Knicks, the Celtics, uh, and the Wizards up in the top five right now. But again, still still an early season, anything can happen. Uh, the Western Conference, you got the Port, you got the Portland Trailblazers, who are looking, who are looking actually surprisingly solid, considering yeah. they not do, they didn't do a whole lot to help out Dame in the off season. They're like Dame is like far and away their best player. Uh, yeah. But still, still looking great. Uh, Memphis Grizzlies, another person in the MVP conversation, John Morant. John Morant's looking fantastic. Like, like the, the steps that he has taken in his career, I think are just it's just amazing to witness. It is kind of crazy to see the power shift of uh, the NBA, uh, the West. Um, over the years, you know, you always had the dominating uh, performances, obviously the Spurs. Uh, I mean, recently now it's obviously Golden State, but it's kind of crazy to see like these other teams kind of emerge now. Uh, yeah, and the, the Utah Jazz, Phoenix Suns are doing really well. Like Book, Booker is like he is like right now playing at an MVP level. He's playing mm-hmm. into be that conversation. Uh, we'll see if that lasts because we saw what happened with Devin Booker last season. Do, do, again, kind of like Westbrook, not clutch. Uh, and uh, the Pelicans uh, rounding out the uh, the top five in the Western Conference. Uh, yeah, it's gonna be interesting to see how, how this season how this season plays out. Just because like what kind of like baseball, uh, basketball, because there's so many games, the power shifts could just occur in any given moment. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so I mean that's what we look, look at, at the NBA, uh, NFL. <laughs> oh, it's topsy turvy. I'm worried we're recording this right after Tom Brady just lost his third game in a row. <laughs> And so I happened to watch the uh, uh what did I watch last like six minutes of the game? Uh yeah, uh this I he's just he just does not want to be there. Like I think I think he's massively regretting on retiring. Yeah, I mean he's not playing with that fire, obviously, last year. Even their <clears throat> their offense as a whole, not clicking on cylinders like they did last year. Um, they should have breakdown of points scored last couple of years under Brady. Um, and it just it looks very uh, lackluster, you know, with the, with the not putting up big scores and just, uh, yeah, just not looking uh, like the uh, dominant Tampa team. No, they're, they're, they're really not. Uh, also not looking dominant, the Packers. The Packers have lo- also lost three in a row. Commanders beat them. I, I never would have paid they've, they've, they've lost. They, yeah, they've lost to the Giants, the Jets, and the Commies. I'm still saying – Bullshit on New York football. I still don't think that uh, these teams are going to be exposed eventually. Thing is, though, they play, they, like the Giants play with abandon. Like that, that's like they, they play with abandon. They play with resolve, which is something that they have not done in years. I mean, it's a. Co- I mean, it's definitely the coaching um, that, that yeah. really has changed and resonated with the team. But um, I just, I don't know, man. I'm just calling shenanigans here with all this this NFC East stuff. Really, you uh, want to talk after you after you just got your asses thoroughly handed to you by the Chiefs? Listen, I am not. I am not. I'm not sitting there defending. Um, I just think that um, I don't know. We we yeah. We didn't play very well at all. We played a good first half. You are said. losing in your division to a to a team led by Geno Smith at QB. Listen, okay. You can say the super the uh, reigning Super Bowl champions are also doing the same thing. They're in the same boat. Oh, they're not. Um, they're, they're, not they're not looking great either. I don't think I, I mean I don't think the Seattle thing's a, is, is gonna be a fluke here. We I mean the Niners already beat them once. I, I think honestly, I just uh, I don't know. They're just they're getting the wins when they need to, but uh, they're not gonna win that division. Like uh, uh Seattle, probably not. If they do, no, that's gonna be that's gonna be fucking wild if they do. If there's, they do there's, there's there's no way. Um San Fran will rebound. I just uh, I don't know. I just very it's very, very sad. Very sad. I told you my Buffalo Wild Wings story. 
I wanted to pick up food and want to hurry up and stalk at home. And I I was out for longer than I wanted to be. And there's people wearing Kansas City shit. And I'm like, ugh, I don't even want to fucking deal with it. So I want to go. I want to go. I want to go home. I just want to go home and sulk. But of course, now I did choose to wear the the uh, 49ers hoodie. But um, yeah, I just uh, man, what just what a shitty what a shitty game. Just bad. And keep in mind, this is after you after you traded for uh, Christian McCaffrey. <laughs> Now again, he only had a couple of days. I knew they weren't going to really. Like, it was, he was not going to be a big factor in your offense no. in that game, just because, like I said, they just traded from that third that Thursday night. I'm surprised he even suited yeah. up at all for that game. My yeah, I think that was my umbrage with yeah. with that trade is the fact that you literally sacrificed your entire draft to win now, and I don't think you're a win now squad. Uh, I mean, defensively, when they're healthy, um, their defense got shredded. Like, Swiss that's also the thing, like, like, literally, like the, the most injury prone player. <laughs> that's funny. As much, as much shit as you've talked about McCaffrey in the, in the past, like, several years, he's yeah. not your squad. But, like, yeah, I mean, you it, now have the most injury prone player on the most injury prone team. But, um, a good thing that I did see, they had the top 32 from healthiest to unhealthiest. We were 32. I think we moved up to 23, which was exciting. Um, listen, small steps, I'll take it. But then I seen the uh, injury report again, like Debo didn't practice and some other shit. So I don't know. They got banged up pretty well. Um, their defense, like I said, uh, has come back. But then they just, like I said, they look like Swiss cheese, man. They, they were getting cut everywhere. But they were getting cut um, everywhere. They, like Mahomes had no pressure on him all day. And that's the other thing, which is really unlike a Niners defense to not you know, pressure and allow a playmaker a lot of time. Um, well, and like another, just, another, another problem is you took on McCaffrey's contract and now uh, you still haven't extended Nick Bosa. They're going to sign Bosa. I mean, they're stupid can they, if they don't. Can they afford Bosa? That's my question. Can they afford him? I think they wouldn't have taken on McCaffrey if they couldn't. Uh, honestly, uh, Bosa is always going to be a part I, of that I, defense. I think they would have, honestly. Like, that's just, that seems like a very uh, challenge move. I think that um, – Bosa is always going to be a key to that uh, defense. I don't think I think they're they already have eyes on locking him up, um, and I think that's the way they did it. They their stars they kind of like staggered, like obviously contract with Kittle, then Debo, and they want to obviously get you know uh, who else did it do? Trent Williams, I think just signed. Trent Williams got resigned. Uh, Fred yeah, so Warner got resigned. Warner got resigned. So yeah, then you're going to have Fafanga probably later on down the road too. Uh, they're going to have to sign a safety. Um, I, I, I do I do that Hufanga. I, I do I do the stuff in the making. I just just got my new Hufanga jersey, so I'm I'm a curse to, to jerseys, man. So uh, yeah, Trey Lance towards ACL first first week. I, I wore his jersey, so I gotta I gotta tread carefully with uh, Bose has been okay since I've gotten the jersey, but um, yeah, we'll see what happens, man. If they stay if they get healthy, I mean, definitely have the talent to do it, but it, it's yeah you, you got to find consistency, and I don't see it right now. Um, this, uh, the schedule does soften up a little bit for us. Um, we'll see what happens. Yeah. I mean, you're kind of in better shape than my boys. I mean, sort uh, of. You, you got to send the SOS flags out, man. Um, Not yet. I, I mean, it's Maybe eventually, but I, I, I want to send up, I want to send up the, the fucking jail Canada flag. I, 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 I hate, I hate ROC. I hate ROC so much. <laughs> My wife was at, was was happy though because she's a big Dolphins fan. So. Yeah, I know. I mean, I I, 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 I beat your boy, but uh, yeah, the Dolphins yeah. are too much. You did, you did beat TB. Um, I believe, I think 
next year or the year after, I think the Niners will be playing the the AFC North or oh, AFC. That, uh, it should AFC. be next year. Yeah, it should be because they yeah every eight years. So they'll because we always try to go to Cleveland and Pittsburgh when they play. But we'll see. Yeah, uh, I mean, the thing is, like, we we fuck we fucking had that game too. And yeah, this costly picks by Kenny at the wrong time, but it, it's like it's fine. He's, he's a QB. It take longer. It take longer to develop. I'm not. I'm not sweating it. Well, then, I mean, he doesn't have anybody to develop under. I mean, yeah, there's Trubisky, but like you, you had Aaron Rodgers obviously under Favre. You had, you know, uh, you can even say like Garoppolo under Brady. I'm not young, saying that Garoppolo young under Montana, young under Montana, but you had guys that had that. You know, had. You know, look who you you were learning from. You know, what I mean, this one's a little bit tougher just because of the fact there isn't a you know, uh, you, you, Alec, you, Alex Smith to Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I was like, thinking about that one. Yeah, that one. Yeah, yeah. It's just yeah, he has no one to develop under. But like at the same time, I mean, the thing is, we should we should trade for a QB. Like we should have like drafted QB much earlier, like like years ago, when Roethlisberg was was still there. Well, that, that's the franchise's fault. They were trying to... And, and, it's, it's their fault. And, they, and, they, they, they dragged out the Roethlisberger's days way too long, and everyone will say that. But even, like, New England, as much as they're, you know, they're really, really good with their draft and stuff like that. I mean, even though, you know, when, what, after Brady, they had, like, what, Brissett and they had Garoppolo, and they unloaded both of them. But they always find ways to plug in the hole somehow. I mean, not saying that Mac, you know, Mac Jones is is by far like the answer, or that the other backup who had he, a couple good games. He might not be because like Bailey Zappi is looking better than he is, and I, I guarantee yeah. like, he was benched in the last game too. And they both look the same. <laughs> they both they, they both look the same. Not, not, not <laughs> even like in the playing styles. Like no. Like I think I think like Physically, at some point like so, Bailey yeah. Zappi looks like somebody you cast as Mac Jones to make a movie about Alabama football. <laughs> Dude, that's funny. And then uh, it's really crazy that Indy's benching Matt Ryan. That's kind of crazy too. I mean, yeah, he was hurt anyway, but like, yeah, the fact he's being benched for the rest of the season for Sam Ellinger. Yeah, it's like, dude, this cast played in the NFL for 15 years. I think he kind of owed it to him, but I mean, it is what it is. He'll end up, he'll end up being in there again. So, I mean, once Ellinger starts to lay an egg, because don't be fooled, he will at some point. Uh, he will. Boy, that is... they're gonna call <laughs> Matty Ice back. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I just feel bad because Matty Ice doesn't have any weapons there, man. I mean, he's got he's got Michael Pittman. Michael, Michael Pittman's actually good. Well, Pittman's good, but like I'm saying, like I felt like he had he had a lot more, you know, to to play around with in Atlanta. You know, with uh, when when Gurley Gur, was healthy, uh, you know, Julio. Uh, who else was another good receiver? There one two. Oh, Sanu. Sanu was decent. Uh, I mean, they for, had a uh, uh, gambler, uh, Cal Rid- Calvin Ridley. Ridley, the game, yeah, we'll, we'll suspend you the whole year for football. Yeah, uh, see what happens when he when he comes back. Yeah, yeah. is he coming back to Atlanta? I do, is I he, mean, he's still under contract with Atlanta, or he will be. Let me see. Let me see. What, when was he drafted? Like he's a relatively new draft pick. That's crazy because I feel like that name's old. Like I've heard it a lot. You know, that's crazy. He's probably okay, so like, he will he will be. Because I think they did, they did his fifth year option. So, like, he'll, this, this is actually his last year. So, like, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22. Yeah, this is his last year on the contract with Atlanta. So, like, he can go, unless wow. he, I think he's a, he's a UFA after this year. So, he can literally go anywhere. Hmm. Interesting. Yes, I'm very curious to see what happens with Calvin Ridley when he, come, when he comes back. But I think he'll add a lot of dimension to a new team. I, I think he, I, honestly, he might go to the Packers. 
because you know, <laughs> Lord knows any receivers. Could see that. Could see. Uh, yeah, probably the Packers would be a good, good, good choice. Yeah, they're they're really they're paper thin. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, uh, that's we're gonna we'll throw some quick picks out there for uh, Sunday's game: Steelers, Eagles. You know, I mean Pittsburgh. I mean, I'll root for Pittsburgh just because I don't want to see Philadelphia succeed, but I think Philadelphia wins this one. Uh, Broncos, Jaguars. I, I'm actually go. I did that story where like Russell Wilson was doing like high like high knees on the plane on the way over. What? <laughs> like story that came out that like he was working out on the plane while all his teammates slept. Wow. I'm just like, That's I'm like what the. Whatever you're doing is clearly not working. Um, I'll go with Denver on this one. I think Denver squeaks out a W somehow. I think Jacksonville's really uh, – I still don't think Jacksonville's very good, but we'll go. I'm going to go Denver. I mean, they look – thing is, I've seen Jacksonville play better than I've seen Denver play all year. True. Denver's bound to hit. I mean, they're bound to hit. Oh, and they're also talking about getting rid of uh, Judy, I heard. They're looking – they are looking to trade him. I uh, guess who's – guess, Kadarius Tony of the Giants got traded to the Chiefs. Uh, I heard that Miami is heavily uh, looking into Judy. Try to reunite, really? re, re, reunite with uh, Tua. Yeah, that's what they, I heard. They don't need receivers, though. That's the thing. Like, they don't need receivers. They, got, they have Waddle and Hill, but I mean, shit, Judy, that'd be oof. That's going to be bad. Yeah, that, 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 that's, that's a scary option with a lot of options. Like, that, that, that's not going to solve his problems. Because, like, he could be like a it's number not, Again, like, 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 look at the team. Like, like yeah, I'm, I hate to harp on again. Like, look at the Packers. Like, they are in dire need of receiving help. Oh, I mean, they don't have. Yeah, it, this is the year. Like, this is where you see what you got. You know, if your quarterback's going to make these no-name guys a, a household name, you know what I mean? Um, but he, yeah, he's really, yeah, uh, he's in a rough spot. For the lead in the NFC South, Packers, Panthers, Falcons. That's just that's absolutely. Asinine crazy. Um, I'm gonna go with Atlanta because they've been playing pretty decent the last couple of weeks. I'm also leaning Atlanta. Yeah. Uh Bears, Cowboys. I'm gonna say pain I'm, I'm leaning Dallas. Yeah, I hate the Cowboys and I really don't I on I the strength on the strength of Dallas's defense. I'm I'm leaning Dallas. Yeah, uh I will too. Uh, I don't want to. I want Chicago to win, but I'm gonna go Dallas for the for the pick. Uh Dolphins Lions. I'm leaning Dolphins. Because Detroit's defense is fucking awful. Dolphins, they can they can play decent defense, and their offense can put points up. So, Miami, uh, Cardinals, Vikings. This could be like a, like a look, like really interesting game. I'm leaning the Vikings. I'm gonna go Minnesota too. Minnesota's been more consistent. Arizona's been up and down a lot. Uh, I think Minnesota has a little bit more consistency under its belt. So, and 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 the fact that they have a first place solely to themselves, which is kind of crazy. Uh, Raiders Saints. I'm leaning very slightly towards the Raiders. I'm going to go Vegas as well. Uh, the Saints have really looked lackluster the last couple of weeks. Uh, Vegas, they have, they have a team. They have the, they have the talent there. They do. Um, they're just the weapons, putting it all. The weapons suck. Well, no, I'm sorry. Not, sorry, not, not, I'm sorry. Not, not the weapons. The coaching. The coaching sucks. Uh, coaching's awful. But I think if they can put it together, Vegas absolutely has a better team. So I'm going to go Vegas on that. Uh, Patriots, Jets. I'm leaving the Jets. Oh, well, hold on, hold on. Let me let me let me backtrack a little bit. Should should mention that Jets did lose their running back, Brees Hall, for the year, uh, torn ACL, uh, which sucked because he was doing he was doing really well. Yeah. Uh, they also did lose uh, Elijah Vera Tucker, who was their best lineman. Uh, 
that being said, I am still leading. The, I'm still leading the Jets, which is crazy to say. I'm leading the Jets. And this is crazy. I'm saying upset alert. I think I'm going to go with the Pats on this one. Um, you know, I think them getting really manhandled by Chicago, which was really crazy. Um, uh, I think that's going to wake them up. Um, I think that they're going to have, hopefully have a game plan together. They have always had luck in the past against obviously the New York jets, but um, yeah, I think this is going to be a little upset. So we'll, we'll call the upset alert on that one. All right. Uh, Titans versus Texans. This is going to get ugly. I'm leaning Titans. This is going to be ugly. Titans uh, for sure. And did you see their uh, renovation for their new stadium? Uh, it looks, <laughs> it looks really, like a giant top golf. It does, but it looks, it looks really cool. It I, it's cool, crazy. It is, it is straight up a big ass top golf. It, it is. But it, like I said, the stadium looks absolutely beautiful. And it's crazy that all these stadiums are like all these guys, like it's, it's not, it's like no stadium goes without like 20 years before they have to get a brand new one. You know, it's, Kind of yeah, crazy. Uh, but yeah, uh, Titans and it, I think I think it's a, both stats like Derrick Henry's had like his best games against the Texans, and he's been he's been he's been stellar. He has been. He's been very quiet though. I feel like uh, I mean the, top five wise, but like I mean he just he's he's cracking the top five of rushing. Is he? He he's, should he's, be. I mean he's not he's number four now. Like he was slow to start. But like yeah. he's building, and he's had a hundred yards in every single one of the last three games. Yeah. So, and this is where he really turns the tide here, and I think uh, he goes off. Yeah, I, 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 I think that too. So, uh, yeah, they both got the Titans on this one. Also, Houston looks Houston looks awful. Yeah, Houston is awful. Very, Houston, they have lots of problems. Uh, Commanders versus Colts. Taylor Heineke versus Sam Ellinger. <laughs> Crazy. I'm gonna go with the commies, man. I'm leaning. I'm leaning, Indy. All right. Just, just on the just on the just on the strength of, I feel like passing wise isn't going to be much of a factor. I feel like running wise, Indy has Indy has the better back in Jonathan Taylor. Oh yeah, but yeah, I'm just. I think overall, though, I don't know. Commies coming off that hot win against the Packers. Who knows? Maybe they can make it a couple in a row. Maybe. Uh. 49ers versus Rams. I don't feel good about this one at all, but I'm I'm leaning slightly towards the Rams. That's okay. I'm gonna obviously go. Yeah, with I, know where, I know where you're going. I, I don't. Yeah. I, I I don't think you're crazy for it. I don't think that's that's a crazy that's a crazy leap to say that the Niners win this one. No, I mean I think they they've really shown that they have owned the Rams again. Every and and I'll say I'd rather give me the NFC Championship game last year, and I'll take seven losses in a regular season to them. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, I mean, you, know, you, can, you can beat them all you want, just not when it really matters. And that's the thing. And that's why I see like, like the stats and stuff. I'm like, I would rather, I would, I'd rather do over and win the NFC championship game last year than to win, you know, win to get into the playoffs last year against the Rams and then all that other stuff, man. But um, I think the Niners get it. I think the Niners try to hopefully put it back together here um, and stand defeated in the uh, the division. Uh, Giants versus Seahawks. I'm going to go with the Giants. I, I think um, crazy that I never in a million years would have thought both New York football teams have only one loss. Completely mind-blowing. Uh, I mean, yeah, um, I'm going to go with the there's, there's three New York football like. The three New York football teams combined for four losses because the Jets is the Jets, but oh, the Jets have two. That's right, and then yeah. uh, okay, Jets have two. Buffalo has one. New York also has one, which is Chris craziness. Um, the Giants also have one. 
But yeah, I will go with the Giants on this one. I think this is completely crazy that they're going to potentially be seven and one after this week. After last season, this is craziness, man. But uh, yeah, I think they keep it rolling. Uh, I'm. That's tough. I'm leaning a bit towards the Seahawks. Chances upset alert. Well, because here's the thing: like passing, passing wise, like Gino's been significantly, significantly better than Daniel Jones. And Dan oh, Walker yeah, sure. has, been, has been pounding the rock really well, so it's gonna be it's gonna be see like what it's it's whoever whoever is run game can be held to less that is gonna win this game, and I think that I yeah it's gonna come to the, the run games. I think that uh, Seattle has a better passing has, has better receiving core even without oh, DK. And they have a better quarterback, and I think they have a better defense. So I'm leaning a little, a little towards Seattle. Uh, Sunday night, Packers versus Bills. This could be a ma- here's the thing. On paper, this should be a massacre because the Bills have looked great, the Packers have not. But yeah. this screams trap game. It does scream trap game where I think that you could see Green Bay eking this out by a field goal. Um, I, I will, however, go with uh, Buffalo on this one. I think I believe this is also the first time in his career. And he's been a double-digit underdog. Double-digit underdog, yeah. I could build a pair of by 11 as of right now. I wonder if that gets tighter and it goes like nine by the time kickoff. You think so? Maybe. But, uh, you watch to watch them to, to get that stat right. You know what I mean? I, I yeah. wonder. Uh, yeah, I just this screams trap game to me, and I wouldn't be shocked if the Packers win. I'm taking Buffalo. I wouldn't be shocked if shock the Packers win. The Packers uh, win. They win by a field goal. Bengals versus Browns. Look at Cincinnati. I, I I always like to ride on the side of Cleveland. Um, I just I think Cincinnati just has a lot more momentum going. I feel like Cleveland's really just like stuck in quicksand right now. Um, after after what we just saw Cincinnati do, yeah, I'm leaning Cincinnati. Yeah, it's a battle of Ohio. Um, yeah, definitely I'm going to go with Cincinnati on this one. Um, I wouldn't mind seeing Cleveland win and try to get back into it, but, I mean, I think a loss here really puts them really, really behind, especially with Baltimore's win tonight. All right, and, yeah, it's going to do it for us, uh, for our wonderful world of sports. Now we want to do trailer talk. Got a, a lot of things to talk about from all different sports all different realms of streaming and theater theaters shows movies so you know let's start with poker face so poker face is an upcoming peacock television show created by ryan johnson and produced by him and natasha leone who does star in the series uh basically this is going to be a character driven case of the week mystery comedy drama like i said natasha leone stars in the series uh also make also make appearances uh joseph gordon levitt stephanie sue uh adrian brody benjamin bratt um uh laura howry among others uh set to debut for peacock uh on going to be on january 26 2023 russell what do you think of the first of a first look at poker face that would require me to look at the right poker face i looked at the one uh directed by russell crow God damn it. I'm sorry. Um, I figured that was it because that sounded more, it was a movie and I figured, yeah, poker face, you know? So, okay, so you know what? Just, I do just, not know. So. Okay, well, no, no, just, 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 just try and imagine what it looks like. 
<laughs> just, try, just, try, just try to imagine. Just, you know, just, just on the basis of whatever, everything I just said. Just give an opinion on the trailer that you have not seen. I can dig it. I, I mean, obviously, I like the, the cast around it. I mean, sure, let's do it. Um, it's no Mr. Pie, but um, yeah, let's go for it. Well, since I saw the trailer for, for Ryan John's Poker Face, <laughs> I will say it looked really good. Dude, this other one's coming out in November too, man. So yeah. Anyway, this is yeah, this is this is this is strange. I, I, I think that. it looks solid. I think Ryan Johnson doing TV is something that like he's been sneakily good at. Like he did direct a lot of like the greatest episodes of Breaking Bad. Uh, including Oz- Ozymandias, which is one of the best hours of television I've ever seen. Uh, this is his first time coming back to do like scripted television since Breaking Bad, and, it's, and he's like actually a creator this time around, which he's never done. So I'm fascinated by that. And like, so yeah, uh, debuts uh, January 20- 26, 2023. Uh, next show we're talking about is uh, one I hope you got right this time, Russell. Uh, unless there's another movie, there's another movie called this. I'm going to I'm going to laugh hysterically because it's the trailer for Pale Blue Eye, uh, which is an upcoming movie from director Scott Cooper, uh, known for directing. You know, he directed Crazy Heart, Black Mats, Out of the Furnace, Hostiles, and most recently Antlers. This is another uh, horror movie that he's doing. Basically, it takes place in 1830, in which a uh, veteran detective investigates murders and he's aided by a young Edgar Allan Poe uh, movie stars Christopher Christopher Christian Bale uh, Harry Melling Gillian Anderson Lucy Boyton Charlotte Gainsbourg Toby Jones among others did you watch this right trailer Russell I did um, part of this actually was filmed about 15 20 minutes down the road was uh, it really? Westminster College oh, was, yeah, was it um, from you see some if you yeah, Westminster. Uh, yeah, Westminster College. Oh, no, he, 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 was from, he was from Boston. Oh no, no, no! I'm saying um, the the film though. Um, no, no. I, I, the... I, I, I thought for some reason Poe. I knew he was from. I knew he was from New England, but I thought he was from Pennsylvania. No, he's, he's from Boston. But no, uh, some of the exterior shots though made it into the trailer uh, of, of the college, and I just thought it was kind of cool because it's literally like 15, 20 minutes down the road. Um, but no, it looks really good. Uh, you know, Christian Bale's fantastic. Um, yeah, Netflix, you know, Netflix just really taking chances with, you know, these actors are just taking chances with putting their uh, work on Netflix. But um, I think the film looks good enough. Um, I always like a good horror film. And like I said, and the fact that it was shot like a little, a little bit of it was shot down to the street, I think it's kind of cool, too. Yeah. Uh, and it's set for a release on uh, it's going to be in select theaters December 23rd, 2022, uh, going wide on Netflix January 6, 2023. Uh, next trailer we're talking about. Ooh, so many. Let's talk. <laughs> hey, let's talk about Plane. Yes. <laughs> uh, so yeah, uh, Plane is an upcoming Gerard Butler action movie, and it's, it's funny because like I I first saw this trailer in front of Black Adam. Really, I still haven't seen Black Adam yet. Oh, you still haven't seen it? No, I have not uh, seen it. I, okay. Um, last one I saw was Smile. I, I haven't seen that. One. I still need, I still need to see it. Point is. Yeah, so I first saw it because I didn't know what this was. I didn't I didn't hear about this until I saw the trailer in front of Black Adam. And I'm like, oh, wow, Joe Brother, Mike Culture, what's going on here? What's, what, what, what is this movie? Taco, <laughs> it's just plain. I'm just like, wow. I, yeah. I lost it in the fucking theater, man. I'm just Jeez. like, oh, my God. Of all the fucking titles you could have come up with, plain. That's what you go with. You know what? Still going to watch it, though. 
I know you will, because you're you're, 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 a, you're a big Jerry Butts guy. I like Jerry B, man. I, I I'm a fan. I, I I don't know. I just actually watched that Netflix movie that he was in, um, that he did, uh, where his wife gets uh, kidnapped. Oh, uh, what was it? See, it literally just came out. I can't think of it. Yeah, she, I can't. She, she's not or uh, something like not here. Last scene alive. That's Last scene alive. Yeah, same thing. Yeah, it uh, wasn't very good, but Jerry B, I always like to give a chance to. Um, and I, I loved Greenland and um, any of those Olympus movies, London, Paris, Angel, or Angel, Paris, whatever. Paris, Paris. Paris. That's the sequel. Yeah, there you have it. But yeah, I, I'm done. I, I, like I said, I, I always like uh, his action films. And I feel like he's really just, he's, and then he was in what? Uh, not, uh, what was it? Cop, cop Shop? Was it Cop Shop? Uh, cop Shop, yeah. Cop shop, yeah. That, that was, was good. I haven't, I haven't seen that yeah. one yet. Yeah, that was pretty good. He's been in like he's really, yeah, he's really moving away from the rom coms of the early two thousands, late two thousands. Oh, the like the Ugly Truth and fucking the Bounty Hunter, <laughs> the Bounty Hunter, the Ugly Truth. I mean, he was yeah, you pick it. Uh, P.S. I love you. I forgot about that one, dude. You could go on. Jerry B was in big into the rom, the uh, the rom coms there in the late two thousands. But yeah, I'm I'm all about uh, Gerard Butler's more of the uh, Liam Neeson now. Let's stick to the one genre and let's roll with it. But yeah, I'm I'm down. I like action films. Jerry B, let's get it done. Yeah, and uh, this is set plane. This is set for a release on. Oh yeah, figures January twenty seventh, twenty twenty three. Flying into theaters. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, next thing we're talking about is the trailer for a man called Otto. So, A Man Called Otto is an upcoming movie uh, starring Tom Hanks. It's a remake of a... Well, I mean, it's, it is a remake of a foreign film, A Man Called Ove, which was uh, released in 2015. Uh, but it's actually... It te- technically speaking, it's an adaptation of the book, which, I don't know, it's a kind of weird thing where it's just like, if you, if you make a movie... If you make a movie that's going to be based on a book, is it a remake or is it another adaptation of it? Point is, yeah. is the English uh, version of this. Basically, it's... Uh, about a guy who he he's a hermit. His wife died, and he retires from his job. You know, your typical like neighborhood grumpy old dude. It's a, uh, yeah. But then he has uh forms an unlikely friendship with a bunch of new Latino neighbors. This is a family friendly Gran Torino. Oh my god, you're right. There you have it. Done. I, I didn't realize it. It's you're a, right. It's it's the same exact. Yeah, it's a family friendly Gran Torino. Oh, I can't. I can't interconnect with that, but yeah, uh, yeah. The original a Man Called Ove uh, came out in 2015. Actually, one of the uh, films nominated. It was nominated for best uh, foreign film in 2015. Actually, really, really solid film. Uh, <laughs> would recommend checking it out. Uh, this one. Uh, what do you What do you think of the trailer for A Man Called Otto? First off, uh, this movie was filmed in Pittsburgh. I, th- I should throw that out there too. Was it really? Yeah. Um. Uh, um. Yeah, but no, I'm I'm down. I always like when uh, you know Tom Hanks. I mean, like I said, it's a family friendly Grand Torino. I'm down for it. Um, it looks cute. Yeah, I will say that Tom Hanks really doesn't does need a win this year. He is uh, he's not doing well uh, in terms of uh, critical circles because you know Elvis did well critically, but nobody really liked him in the movie. Uh, Speaking of which, the circle was dog shit, and he was in that movie. Yes, he. I mean, yes, but what 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 relevance what relevance does the circle have in this conversation? Just Tom Hanks was in it, and the fact that I thought it was going to be, I thought it was going to be a lot better than it was. Is did one you, of those. Did you just watch? Did you just watch the circle? No. 
Okay. No, I, just, I, I saw it like, came out in theater. It's, it's, it's like a weird drive-by to two on the circle. It's bad, but just like I'm talking about this year because like you could brought Pinocchio, which he was in, oh. and, like, and like like didn't do well critically. I was just holding. <laughs> a, I was holding a lot of. Um, you just holding a lot of resentment towards the circle. Jesus. Want to talk about it, man? I thought it was going to be. <laughs> okay. one... There, fuck you. It was one of those trailers, man. Fuck I... you and your circle. <laughs> you sold me on something that I didn't get. That 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 was uh, that was the pre snow man of 2017. Yeah, that was it. That was it, man. The circle circle was it too, man. Circle followed in suit, man. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, oh wow. But yeah, uh, this is set for a limited run in December 25th, 2020. Oh shit! Mark Forster directed this. Wow, I did not realize. That. Yeah, Mark Forster directed, uh, you know, World War Z and uh, Quantum of Solace and Stranger Than Fiction and Finding Neverland and Christopher Robin. The guy who has like this, like the single, like weirdest filmography I've ever seen in my life. It's pretty, pretty strange. Yeah. Uh, like I said, yeah, this is for release. Uh, going limited December 25th, wide in January. Uh, I mean, I mean, it is Sony, so they have confidence in a lot of stupid shit. But this could be an Oscar contender. We don't know. We'll see. Probably, probably not. I'm betting no. <laughs> I, w- I would say no. We'll see how it goes. Uh, like I said, December 25th, January 13th, 2023. Uh, next thing we're talking about a trailer that I am, I mean, I'm, I, I'll say it. I, I, I kind of dug it. Uh, it's the first trailer for the remake of House Party, which I saw before I went and saw Smile, and I was right. like, holy, holy shit! And as soon as I didn't really put it all together until the end, I'm like, oh my god, that's the remake we were talking about. Yeah, like it was like, yeah, it didn't click. Yeah, basically about a, about a high school, uh, high, two high school students uh, trying to be club promoters uh, who end up house sitting LeBron James's house. Who LeBron James, who is also a producer on this movie, crazy. Uh, anyway, they end up they end up house sitting for him, and they decide to throw a rager there. What could go wrong? Uh, this is, of course, a remake of the 1990 film of the same name, which starred Kid and Play. Uh, no word on whether or not they'll make cameos in this. Oh, they do. They do make a cameo in this. Fantastic. That's excellent. Good. Uh, did, you, did you ever see the original House Party? I saw. Yeah, I saw. Um, I was huge into that. Believe it or not. Um, actually, probably you actually could believe that. Uh, the first two, the Pajama Jammy Jam Party with Martin Lawrence. Hell yeah. yeah. Uh, the second one, and then I remember uh, Class Act that they were in together too. Oh, Class Act was awesome. Uh, but yeah, definitely first, the first two, uh, the first one's a classic, man. It really is uh, just a really good, really good, yeah, funny comedy. What, what, do you think, what do you think the trailer for the remake? I dug it, dude. I was laughing my ass off. I the did theater. <laughs> and again, I like, it was like, yeah, you know, who also has followers, Jesus. And yeah. then I like, he said, what we say? Get the fuck out of my house. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, I can see this being like, I can see it like being like a, like a really big hit. Like I can see it's doing like really well with black audiences. I'd like to see it like have like, like it might that, not do yeah. well critically, but like I really feel like this could do like like a really like like a really big box office hit in black communities. This could be like a like a like a Tyler Perry type film, like Tyler Perry numbers. Good. Yeah, yeah. I hope it does because, like I said, I I really love the first House Party, uh, and you know this one did look funny, and uh, nobody else really. Uh, that's the thing. You go into the theaters with lame people that don't like like that kind of stuff. You know what I mean? It's really weird when you see trailers like that. And you know the crowd ain't. Well, you know what I mean? Yeah. But, uh, I I dug it. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, yeah. No, I'm I'm really looking forward to it too. Uh, it's set for release on January 13th, 2022. 
Uh, next trailer we're talking about. Let's get into, let's get into some real business. Uh, first thing we're talking about is the first trailer for actually find out the next trailer saw the same actor, or two of the next trailers saw the same actor. Uh, let's talk about the trailer for Creed three. So Creed three is the third film in the Creed franchise. Michael B. Jordan once again comes back to star as Adonis Creed. Also directing this movie in his directorial debut. Uh, basically, uh, you know, we pick up we pick up a couple of years after we left off in Creed two. Donnie's been living his life. He's been a big success. He's got his money, got his family. Rocky's nowhere to be seen <laughs> because Stallone did not come back for this time. <laughs> until he until he's uh, he. Uh, he Reencounter someone from his past, uh, Damian Anderson, played by uh, Jonathan Majors, uh, who was somebody that he used to run with back in the day. And reading a, a bit about this character, it turns like he was he was a boxing prodigy. So what I'm willing to bet is he's the one who taught Adonis how to fight in the first place. Yeah, it was, it was Andrew Reason. So yeah, he, he he just gets out of prison. Uh, you know, Adonis, Adonis is just like, you know what? I'll, I'll take, I'll take it. Come on, I'll, 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 I'll help you out, brother. Then uh, a couple minutes in, he goes, "No, you're crazy," because he is now trying to basically kind of destroy his life. Yeah, pretty much sabotage. Like he, he literally was in prison or jail, and it was like, you know, Creed got all the accolades that he, Creed, he Creed, Creed got all, Creed got the money, Creed got the money, got the success. Yeah. All while he was rotting in a prison cell, which yeah, makes me think like makes me think like yeah, he's probably the one who taught him how to fight. So yeah, seeing somebody that you taught get to do all this because just because of who their dad was, like that's got to ignite some hatred. So yeah, I could I totally. But first of all, let me just say this: I am so thankful that he is not fighting anybody's kid in this one. Yeah, that is kind of cool that they're going off to like a, a the, past. They're doing past a new character. But they're, doing that, but they're doing what I wanted, but not in the way that I because like my original pitch was like he like he's another one of Creed's uh, Creed's, you know, illegitimate sons. Yeah, they could but, I, but like basically out. what I wanted, I wanted him to fight somebody who was like the negative version of himself. Like, OK, Don, like Adonis, Creed, like Adonis looks at this guy and he's just like, this is what I could have been had yeah. Marianne Creed not found me. Yeah. And that's what they're doing. And I think this looks fucking awesome. Dude was hitting the weights for uh, in jail, that's for sure. Oh, he did indeed did not he did not <laughs> skip the gym in jail. No, my god. Like just like like you see you see him just like what the fuck what the fuck are they what the fuck are they feeding you in jail? It was like steroids that ate steroids that ate steroids, man. I don't know, man. It's yeah, like he, dude, he, dude he was jacked. Yeah. Guy looks like a lot of a lot of rage in those abs. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. In addition to them, uh, also returning Tessa Thompson, Wood Harris, uh, Florian Matthew as Victor Drago. Uh, pretty Ricky Conlon was in this trailer. The villain from the first Creed. Really? Yeah. He's, he's in. I'm like, I saw him. I'm just like, is that Ricky Conlon? And I looked it up. It is. He is wow. back. In this one. Don't, know what, don't know what bearing he has. Canelo, Canelo Alvarez is also in this is also in this movie. I don't know if he's playing himself or another boxer. Point is he's he's in the film, uh, and Felicia and I don't know if both Felicia Rashad's also back. But so uh, yeah, Russell, what did you what did you think of the trailer for the for Creed three? Well, no, I dug it. Um, obviously, we really like the first two movies. You can check our first review out on the first Creed movie that we did. Yeah. Um. No, I mean it's really cool. It's kind of cool. It's gonna be cool to see like Michael B. Jordan put his stamp on 
the end of the trilogy, you know what I mean? With, with him directing it. Um, I'm kind of curious to see what, you know, where we kind of go, what direction we go with the film. Um, does, wouldn't it be kind of, does Stallone make a cameo maybe? Who knows? I Probably, I doubt it, but it'd be kind of yeah, cool. Does, does Lundgren make a cameo? Does Lundgren make a cameo? Yeah, because cool. you know, Victor Drago's in this. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it, though. Uh, like I said, the first two are really you know, fantastic films, so this one should pretty much hold up in the standard as the other two. You know, you know something, something crazy I, I realized about this movie? What's that? Well, it's the fact. Well, the fact that like the kid who's playing young Adonis in this movie, in Creed three, okay. the exact same kid who played young Adonis in the first Creed. Really? Yeah. Wow, that's crazy. Crazy. It's crazy that they went like they went out of the way to bring that kid back. Yeah, because like anybody else could have overlooked that and said, "Oh, we can just get anybody to." But that's kind of yeah. cool. The attention uh, to detail. It's coming out in March of next year, which is a bummer because you know. Uh, these these feel like November November movies. Yeah, it definitely. Yeah, the, last, the last two creeds did come out in November. Yeah, it definitely feels like this movie needs to come out next month. Yeah, it should. It should. I, I think it got it recently got it was supposed to come out next month actually. It recently got delayed. Uh, but yeah, this is set for release March third, twenty twenty three, and I cannot wait. But you know what? Yeah, let's 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 move on to the next the next trailer we're talking about starring Jonathan Majors. Uh. This, this is the first trailer for Ant-Man, Quantum, and, and the Wasp, Quantum Mania. Uh, this is the third Ant-Man series. And uh, you want something crazy, Russell? Would that be? With this movie, Peyton Reed is the first director to direct three movies for the same character in the MCU. Consistency. Yeah, nobody else has done has gotten three movies until him. Well, I mean, James Gunn is getting three movies, but, he, but Peyton's, Peyton's coming out first. Favreau could have done it if he did what the third one. If he did the third, Favreau could have done the third. Russo's could have done it if they did the first Captain America. Crazy, Peyton Reed. Uh, yeah, Peyton Reed's the first one to do three MCU movies with the same character. Point is, crazy. Uh, yeah, uh, this picks this picks up. Uh, Scott Lang and Hope Van Dyne are back, along with uh, you know Hank Pym and Janet Van Dyne. Cassie Lang is back too, but she's recast. Which, I mean, look, I like Kathy Newton. It does suck because I did like the girl that played Cassie Lang in Endgame. Yeah. One of my favorite moments in Endgame is actually when like he goes and finds his daughter again. I I love that scene. <laughs> yeah, I feel like she kind of got the raw end of the deal. But I do like Catherine Newton, so I'll let it pass. Basically, they go on another adventure in the quantum realm and they are coming in contact with Kane the Conqueror, again, played by Jonathan Majors, uh, who, if you saw Loki, which Russell, I know you didn't, uh, well, I'm going to spoil it for Loki because this is actually a big reveal, but you should have watched it at the time. So that's your that's your own goddamn fault. Uh, basically, uh, the TVA was founded by this one guy, He Who Remains, that was also played by Jonathan Majors. And this guy in this this movie is not that same character. He's a variant, which means he's another version of that character from another universe. Uh, basically, in the comics, Kane the Conqueror is a, is a time traveler. He was obsessed with. He's obsessed with keeping the order of things because he wants the timeline to work out to a way where he is the ruler, where he is the, where he is the ruler of the future. Uh, he's also a very distant, distant, distant relative of Reed Richards, Mr. Fantastic. So, uh, Russell, what do you think of the trailer for Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantum Mania? Uh, anytime you can put uh, Goodbye Yellow Brick Road in there, a uh, little Elton John, uh, song there um yeah i i i enjoy the first 
the first two Ant-Mans. Um, this one looks really cool. Um, introducing new characters and yeah, I'm down. I, I like I said, I, I really do. I do like um, like the first two films, and this one looks good, just like the other two. Yeah, no, I think I think the Ant-Man films are a, are a lot of fun. Uh, it was yeah, crazy the fact that like this, they are they're usually like this, like the fun offshoots. You know, the first one was like a heist comedy, the second one was a screwball comedy. They don't really try, like they don't, they don't really try, like they don't really factor into the bigger part of the MCU. They're kind of just like you know, like you know, let, let's just let's just hang out and have fun for a little bit. Get away from all this like heavy shit we're doing. This one is like prime, like setting up the heavy yeah. stuff because yeah. we already know that Kang is going to be the villain of the next Avengers film, uh, Avengers Kang Dynasty. So like, yeah, they're using this as like the breeding ground for like the next big step of the MCU, which is fascinating. They're doing with, with Ant Man of all characters. Yeah, I mean, just because I think he was a small character in the in the first phase ah, of things. Yeah, a smaller get it. <laughs> but um, and I, it is kind of cool that they're they're going to lead lead this into the you know with this film just to set things up, kind of cool. Uh, yeah. So uh, this is set for a release on February uh, February seventeenth, twenty twenty three. Uh, and last trailer we're talking about, uh, also in the realm of Marvel, uh, is the trailer for the Guardians holiday special. Uh, <laughs> this is exactly what it sounds like. Uh, I mean, Marvel had their first special uh, this month uh, with Werewolf by Night. Well, did you watch that one? I mean, I mean you should watch it. It's only, it's only like an hour. It's, uh, what's it called? Werewolf by Night? Werewolf, Werewolf by Night. I did see, I, I saw previews for it. I, I probably we did, need to we did talk it. about that, that trailer at some point. Basically, like, yeah, what Marvel seems to be doing now, they're doing like specials for Disney Plus. That's right. Yeah, I, I remember what you were talking about. That's like the, is, was that the one that was kind of like black and white or whatever? Yes, that was it. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and basically it's all about uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy celebrating Christmas uh, with Peter Quill uh, by taking to Earth, you know, so you can have another Christmas which you haven't had, he had, presumably has not had since he was a kid and got kidnapped. Uh, literally, they're all back. Uh, and like this is not like low rank guards, they're all back. Chris Pratt's in this, Dave Batista's in it, Karen Gillan, Bob Clemente, Vin Diesel, Bradley Cooper, Sean Gunn, my uh, Michael Rooker, maybe isn't it? I don't know. Point is, we are this is like a thing that they filmed while doing Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. And yeah, uh, looks like this is like a fun adventure, uh, like on Earth. Craziest thing about this is, uh, a thing that they reference a lot in First Guardians is the fact that you know, like. Uh, Peter Quill and through the MCU in general, Peter Quill's affinity for Footloose, the movie. Fucking Kevin Bacon is in this special, yeah, which is fantastic. And it's Kevin Bacon playing himself, yes, gotta love it. Introducing Kevin Bacon, I love it, it's hilarious. But yeah, Russell, what do you think of the trailer for uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special? I thought it looked funny. Um, it looks like, yeah, get the holiday vibes to it, uh, looks funny. I don't know, it just looks, looks funny. It'll be. Nice little holiday treat. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm definitely watching it this Christmas. Uh, looks 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 like a lot of fun. Uh, I'm excited to see it. And yeah, like the, the Marvel specials, like they're not like they're not like low quality. Like like Lero, Lero is a perfect example. Like it it feels like movie quality. It is like much shorter. Yeah, yeah. Like like I said, you check it. You check it. Out. It's only, it's only like an hour. I, I will have to check it out. And it's and it's really good. Uh, yeah, this is set for a release on let's see what we got uh released november 25th 2022 so right in time for the holiday season uh and that's going to do it for trailer talk and i move on to notorious news got a lot of things to talk about today 
First of which, uh, we got a, bo- a tale of two sides of the box office. First of which, to talk about Halloween ends. Uh, opened really big. Well, big-ish. Opened to like $40 million, which given the fact that it's streaming on Peacock at the same time, uh, pretty impressive. Uh, however, second weekend's a completely different story. Uh, it had an 80% drop, Russell. 80. It's because people actually watched it. <laughs> because we're to mass spread so fast. Dude, oh, we felt dude. the we saw the civic duty. God, it was so bad. Yeah. Uh I think, yeah, well, two well, two things I heard about that. One word of mouth that did that did hurt it. Uh secondly, was the fact that uh it like I said, it is shooting on Peacock right now. You can literally watch it at home, like right, like right this second. That's like literally why I, I, I watched it there. I, I, I sat this one out after you after you messaged me about that. I was like, that kind of made my decision. Um, I was not going to go see this in the theater, and I did not. I just put it on Peacock and watched it, and uh, yeah, just not very good. Now, with that being said, though, uh, like, I mean, it still made money because, like, you know, this movie is not costing to make, so it technically it's trying oh. to profit. Oh, yeah. I mean, just... Oh God! Like I said, in the ten, first 10, 15 minutes, I knew the direction we were going in this, and uh, sure, sure enough, we did that. And yeah, I, I just oh God, so much to unpack with that movie. My question is this: Do you think we ever see another? Do you think because like this was the last one that Blumhouse had the right to make? Yeah, I and I basically. So I, I said this to somebody. I forget. I said if Rob Zombie would have made a third one, that trilogy would have been better than this one. Um, just how I feel with the way that those movies were made. At least there was consistency with those. Um, I feel like 20, 2018, I felt like was setting it up. And then I feel like you literally undid everything that that movie was setting up with, uh, with kills and ends. Um, it, it just, it just felt too, like it, it, I don't know. It was like over the top kills like the, had to be the, over the, the top. It, it's, I, I I get it, and like I'm just someone who I I really do enjoy 2018's Halloween. Like to me, that yeah. that is these hands down the superior sequel. Like there's no argument for any other movie. Like that is easily the best sequel of that entire franchise. But like I, I do I do recognize it does is derivative of the first one. But I do think I think that you have to we have to earn back the goodwill of the franchise for, yeah. for a lot of people. That it did that. So that way you can move in different directions. But problem yeah. is the directions it goes and like are not good. <laughs> no, I mean, and like I said, the kills was just being over the top with the kills and stuff like that. That's not, I don't know, that wasn't Halloween to what, me. What, what, what do you prefer, kills or ends? I would say kills because ends was so? kills was fucking bad, man. Yeah, like ends, the, was, the, ends was really bad. They're, they're both, both bad. They're both bad. I just, uh... It's tough. Uh, I, have to watch, I have to watch both again. Because like, you ask me right now, I lean kills. I, I would. I just if they would have kept, if they would have kept uh, the kid alive for ends, I think it would have been better. Um, but killing him, killing killing him off, I think kind of. Spoiler. Spoiler. Well, spoiler. I mean, spoiler, yeah, spoiler alert. Yeah. Um, if, you have, if, yeah. If, if, if you cared, you've seen it already. <laughs> And the thing is, you can always and, and, and when you timestamp it, just timestamp it there. That's spoiler, just so in case people. Well, do the fact watch is it. like, well, I mean, again, we'll talk about like Mike, like Mike, Michael Myers is barely in the movie. Like he only killed, he only killed like three people. 
again, I think it was them trying to even do like that, that thing I sent you, even with the beginning credits, I think they were doing their own season of the witch. Um, they were trying to keep him out of it as much as like, well, obviously season of the witch, the third but like, episode. But like, yeah. but, like, but, like, but like season of the witch at least abandoned it cold Turkey. Like, they keep teasing us with like with you know with you know fucking Laurie and Michael in the final conflict, but like that's not that's like we get that in the in the last fifteen minutes. But it wasn't even like there was that long of a of a, of a fight scene. Really, really maybe five minutes of an actual fight scene. Yeah, I get, we'll we'll get to, we'll get to all that eventually because uh, you know we do have a whole big Halloween slate plan. Uh, plan for next year we'll, we'll see if we get we'll see if we get there but just just yeah i, I like i said i just wish that that, that took it took yeah, like how you said, it took different directions than where we were going with, with 2018. I think that kind of really just off put the whole vibe of the whole, you know, reboot of the of the you know franchise. Uh, but yeah. Uh, conversely, though, you have a movie like Black Adam, which I know you just you say you didn't see. So I'm not gonna ask. Yeah, but uh, it did open to 67 million worldwide, uh, not worldwide in the states, uh, which is the best domestic box office start for a rock starring movie in which he is the selling point. That is, yeah. that is the best any of those I've ever opened. Well, that makes sense because he's done a lot of ensembles too. Yeah, but like like a rock star, because like, like you, you, you take like a lot of the fast movies out of the equation because you know, like those don't count. Moana doesn't count. So uh, like the movie he did like Fast, uh, you're... Uh, fast, faster, faster. Or faster, yeah. Your movie like that. Your faster, like your, your skyscrapers, your rundown. Yeah, like 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 the, like those of, of those. This is the highest grossing of those of those movies. Which makes sense. I mean, not, I mean, those movies like Faster, all those movies that we were talked about prior. I don't think or Gridiron Gang. Which those makes movies- me question: Did did Jung, Am I forgetting? Like, did, did Jungle Cruise just like not do well? Oh uh, well, no. Okay, not take it back. No, it didn't because it did have the whole simultaneous release thing oh that's right it did what did jungle cruise open with uh let me see let me see what what did, what did it open with? jungle uh, cruise had opened pretty decent let's see did open at uh 35 million wow but keep in mind like it, it did do the whole uh day and date release on plus yeah it did um yeah i mean it just shows you that you know he's definitely a uh you know an A-list actor that really puts butts in seats. I mean, uh, his career has really grown from the mummy or from the Scorpion King, you know? No, absolutely. Uh, so yeah, it's, it's already, it's, it's a, it's a big set worldwide. I think they're at, let me, let me take, let me take a look. Where, where are we at worldwide? Uh, worldwide. They're at hang on one second. Oh, should, I should, should, should have had this right. Yeah. Worldwide. They're at 156, 156 million. So they're already pretty close to turning a profit on this. Uh, they yes. think they already have a sequel in the works or like more movies in the works, uh, especially with a certain character who, I mean, we already know who, we already know who it is. I'm not going to say it just because the movies, despite the fact that Dwayne Johnson, you know what? If Dwayne Johnson doesn't give a shit, I will do. Fucking Superman's in the movie. Man is still too, baby. At long last. <laughs> It's happening as much as as much as chance made fun of me at all the all the different episodes where I said, man, it's well, still that, too, it's, well, I mean, did you hear what Cal says? He's finally happy to portray a, like a joyful Superman. Yeah. <laughs> and it, actually, it, maybe actually get to be a good Superman. I'm just excited, man. I, I I've been, you know, a big adamant of, you know, 2013's Man of Steel. Uh, 
just looking forward to actually getting them back in. It's sad. It's been, um, sad. It's going to be over. It's going to be 10 years already. Yeah. It's, this is nuts, man. But yeah, I'm looking forward to it. And I just, and I 10 really years have... in an absolutely just shitty run of movies for Henry Cavill yeah. Superman. Yep. But he's coming back. So I'm excited. <laughs> so yeah. Uh, congrats to the black Adam team. Uh, I'm very curious to see what, what you'll think about it. I, I thought it was okay. A lot of critics hated it. That's the other reason why kind of like I I had a shot to see Smile or Black Adam and I was kind of like, eh, I'm just going to go see Smile because I heard with I've seen like people posting about the reviews and the critics aren't really liking it. Audiences are like, eh, about it. So that really didn't really excite me to want to go see it. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, like, I, 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 I thought it was okay. I mean, it's just derivative of a lot of superhero movies. Like it just it just feels like an average superhero movie, if I'm being completely honest. But like I, I still had some fun with it. Brosnan's awesome in it. I liked him. Okay. I think tomorrow night they are doing a um a Dawn of the Dead 3D, 1978. I think I'm gonna go see that after work. Well, yeah. speaking of uh, Romero's of the Dead, look at it that. was announced that there is going to be a Night of the Living Dead sequel on the horizon. Cool. Which is crazy because like this is coming out with uh out what being George Romero's George Romero's dead so it's, it's yeah. without his involvement. Uh, let me see who's uh doing this one. Uh, yeah, we're getting a sequel from the hands of. It's a black female director. I know that. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, shit! Oh uh, yeah, here we go from a from one of the writers of The Walking Dead. Uh, which is funny enough, fitting since that movie basically created zombies. Uh, yeah, no word on you know how this is going to connect. Uh, Latoya Morgan, that's the, that's the one who's working on it. Not when she did work on a lot of episodes of The Walking Dead, but this is gonna basically going to be a direct sequel to the original Night of the Living Dead, which we did review actually on the on this yeah. beat. Last did, year, not... what it was, was it last year? It was last year, yes. I want to yeah. say it was last year, yeah. Well, the part of our last year's Scarefest. But yeah, yeah, we did the, the last time the thing dead. Uh, so yeah, I'm very curious because you know, like, what what are you gonna do with this? Because you know, we we Night Living did, did have sequels. Well, kind of because yeah, you know, there were other movies in that universe. The you know, you had uh, Dawn of the Dead, Day of the Dead, Diary of the Dead, Land of the Dead. Uh, so I'm very curious to see well, what what do you think about the prospect of a Night of Living Dead sequel? No, I dig it. Um, I think it's something that's kind of crazy that hasn't happened. You know what I mean? Um. Uh, the last big dead movie was what Dawn of the Dead Zack Snyder's, which I thought was really good. Yeah. Uh, um, but yeah, I mean, it, it's kind of crazy that we haven't had any, you know what I mean? Anybody trying to touch that or do that in, in that whole entire, you know, window. Yeah. Well, yeah. You, yeah. Whoever, whoever sets in the director's chair for this, we got some big shoes to film. I'm going to say that right now. Yep. Uh, next thing we're talking about, let's look, let's look at our physical media releases for the week coming up. Uh, or I don't know. I don't know. If this is this week or next. Is this, this week or next? Because you got that's it. The, that's the one that came out. They came out to unreleased Tuesday this, this week. Okay, a couple days ago. Yeah. Okay. So uh, first of which uh, we had the invitation, which I did not see. I did. I liked it. Okay. Um, especially because it comes out right, you know, a couple of days before Halloween. So I think it's a, you know, it's one of those ones where the movie's okay. Um, you know, not the greatest. There's there's holes in it, but um, it's fun. I mean, if you like the horror genre, I mean, obviously October, Halloween, you know, I, I think it's, it, it's, it's fine enough. 
Yeah. Okay. Like I said, haven't seen that one. Uh, well, I did. I did see this one. Uh, Breaking, starring John Boyega. Now that one I did not see. Yeah, this one I this one I did see. We talked about the trailer on this one. Basically, about a guy who, uh, you know, a veteran who ends up holding up a, a bank, and you know the proceedings of that. Uh, that movie's undeniably flawed, but really good. John Boyega's fantastic in it. Uh, some really great tense sequences. Uh, the ideas don't feel fully developed, but I do think it's worth at least a rental. I, okay. I for Boyega alone, I, I think he's incredible. And I'm excited to see more of him in the future. So yeah, definitely check the check that out. I would. And uh, lastly, the biggest movie that came out on physical release this week is uh, Nope, the uh, new Jordan Peele film. Uh, I miss. Did you, did you did you see it? I did see it. Yeah, okay. I did. I, like I said, like I said, it was one of the ones where I was like, eh, um, it will require another another watch. I think. Um, to me, I obviously get out is you know the Magnus Opus. I would Absolutely. I would say. Um, and, and then between that and us, I would steer a little bit more towards us. I would too, honestly. Uh, so I think this is the weakest of the three. And again, that's not saying anything that's not like talking shit or anything like that. Cause I mean, they're, they're good films. This one just to me just felt like very, uh, do you know what I mean? It just, it didn't have the the same feelings as I, you know, with the get out of with your, I, I, I think that us is more provocative and get out of us is more, more provocative than this. That being said, the more I thought about, nope, the more I like tried to like, try to think, what are you trying to say? I'm like, Oh, no, yeah, I, I, I do get the whole point of it. And honestly, uh-huh. I would like to revisit it at some point. I guess yeah. it's my least favorite of the movies he's done so far. But that being said, I do still think it's really good. Yeah, I mean, it, it's still an entertaining film. Um, you know, like I said, the weakest of the three, though, I think. Yeah, but still, yeah. I mean, some re- some really great visuals. Uh, Dana Cooley and Kiki Palmer really, are really good in it. Uh, it has something really to say about, something really interesting to say about you know, the, the people's fascination with spectacle. And stuff, and yeah, yeah, things of that nature. So, yeah, uh, would definitely recommend chip. I, I don't know, buying this one. I, I, I think, no, I think, no, is like very good. I would recommend giving it a buy. Uh, so yeah, that's it for physical releases of the week. Uh, next thing we're talking about is we get to talk about the book of Clarence. And no, this is not a book of Eli sequel. Uh, this is the latest movie from director James Samuels, who did. Uh, direct uh, The Hard They Fall last year. Remember that one, that Western with Idris Elba and Regina King? Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I, okay. You yeah. see it? The Harder They Fall now. I know what you're talking about, though. It was, it's, a, it's, a real, it's a really good movie. We recommend checking it out. It was one, it was one of my favorites from last year. Uh, but yeah, uh, this one, we don't know what the plot, what the plot is it's being kept under wraps. Um, but it's being said to be set during the Bible era. Uh, and it's going to be starring uh, Lakeith Stanfield, who did star in uh, The Harder They Fall. He was in that one. And Omar C., who I like a lot as an actor. I think it's fantastic. So, you know, uh, I know you haven't, you're not familiar with the work of the director, but, uh, you know, are you, are you going to go check out The Harder They Fall? And what do you think about And I'd be curious to see like, what you think about this after you see The Harder They Fall, but like, what, do you, what do you think about it as of right now? No, yeah, like I said, I'm, I'm definitely going to catch The Harder They Fall, and then that'll probably get me a little bit more hyped up for the next one um I, I did write this down um no i mean with the cast though i mean the cast just like in harder they fall i mean it's a really good star-studded cast um kind of just got to see this one first i guess yeah like i said uh harder they fall in case you haven't seen it's on netflix we'll check it out fantastic film really great really stylized got like, a lot of cool action beats in it and i had a really uh really good time playing with historical fiction if you can call it that uh, another thing we have to talk about is uh, the Iron Claw, 
uh, which is another, which is an A24 movie uh, that's coming out soon. Basically, uh, it is going to be about a family of wrestlers, of all sorts of the uh, Von Erichs, which is a dynasty of wrestlers who made a great impact from this uh, on the sport from the 60s to the present day. Uh, let me hit you with this cast that we got. So you got Zach Efron. You got uh, Harrison, Harris Dickinson. You got Jeremy Allen White of the Bear fame. And just joining, you got Mr. That's our Mr. Fuck me. Uh, Miss Lily James, the gorgeous Miss Lily James. Uh, so yeah, uh, Russell, you hear that. You hear, uh, you know, A24 behind this. Uh, being written and directed by Sean Durkin. Trying to be familiar with anything he's done. Uh, I am not. I'm not seeing. Oh, yes, I have. He directed Martha, Martha, Marcy, May, Marlene. Okay. Um, no, I, I, I am not. I like A24. Um, I love wrestling, though, too. Um, and I did see uh, some pictures of Zach Efron. Looks completely jacked. Again? Uh, again. Well, yeah, like bigger than Baywatch. Like really? jacked. Yeah. Like I got to send you this picture because I saw it and it was like, yeah, hold on. Let me see if I find it there. Holy shit. Oh, did you see it? Okay. Yeah. I was going to send it to you, but yeah. Yeah. I'm like, looking at it right now. My God. Yeah. It's like Baywatch, like, like that Efron ate Baywatch Efron. Yeah. You know, but, uh, but yeah, no, I'm, I'm on board though for sure. Yeah, no, I think it's fascinating. Again, we're, we're always on September 24 stuff, so definitely down to see that happen. Next thing we're talking about, uh, Alex Cross is back in the news. Uh-oh. Uh, there's going to be a new Alex Cross adaptation. This time they're going to be going as a series. And starring as a titular character is going to be Aldis Hodge. No TP, uh, what the hell? No TP legend. Uh, TP Legend was, uh, was not asked back. <laughs> uh, character played by this is so weird. We have a character that's played by both Morgan Freeman and Tyler Perry. Is that crazy? That's craziness. Uh, but yeah, there's going to be a series for Amazon. Aldous Hodge is going to be starring a particular character. I mean, I'm on board for this just because I like Aldous Hodge. Uh, he, I, I, Aldous Hodge, good actor. Yeah, he's really, really good actor. I like that dude a lot. Been following his career for a very long time. Yeah, I'm excited to see him get more leading roles. And I mean, I will say this about Black Adam real quick. I am really pissed off about Black Adam, how they used him. Because like, character-wise, they give him nothing to work with. That sucks. It does. It does suck. I feel I didn't. I did not like Hawkman but nearly as much as I wanted to. That sucks, yeah. No, but yeah, I, I definitely like the whole Alex Cross character. And yeah, El Saj is a good actor. And yeah, hopefully that uh, this can like stick and we get more of this stuff. I also think Prime is like, well, first of all, I think that given the fact that there's like a ton of books, they're just like Reacher, just like Reacher yeah, like Reacher, like like, like yeah. series, like a series, is like a, the perfect avenue for it. Yeah, I agree. Especially because like there's just there's just one character who goes from being like his best friend to his arch enemy. Okay. Like in in the in the books, I'm like, that's like a really fascinating concept. That will let I will, will let you play it out. Actually, uh, do you ever see like, the original Morgan Freeman movies? You talk about like Kiss the Girls, Kiss the Girls, Long Kiss the Girls, Long Camera Spider. Yeah, Kiss the Girls. I remember seeing at the theater. Uh, then the Long Camera Spider. I remember seeing. Yeah, it's been a long, long time. I remember Kiss the Girls was fantastic. Though. I remember really liking that when it came out. Yeah, well, uh, the character in that played by it's not DB Sweeney. Fuck, play this character. Uh, hold on, because this this is gonna bug me. Uh, let's see. Ba, 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 ba. Yes, J O Sanders. That's it. The J.O. Okay. Sanders character, Kyle Craig, 
that's okay. the dude like he starts as an fbi agent and then like he becomes like one of like his greatest enemy in the books huh. so like i think i think that i i can i've read the books but i just know i just know that that that's how the story plays out and i think that's a really fascinating concept i would like to see how ha- i would see happen something different too yeah yeah so i would i i am excited to see how this character goes the best way i i did not realize how many how many of these fucking books there were holy shit how many alex cross books are there I hold on let's see hold on let me let me because I know the yeah. one guy I worked with was reading Jack Reacher, and I think there was like thirty books, I, 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 like between thirty and forty. Uh, Russell, there are thirty-one Alex Cross books. So there's just as much as Jack Reacher. That's crazy. Yeah, he's the he's the, he's the Black Reacher. Yeah, he's Bleacher. <laughs> yeah, Jack Reacher. Now we have Black Reacher. <laughs> Hope you're happy. Uh, but yeah, no, I'm, I'm definitely, I'm definitely excited to, uh, for Aldous Hodge to get something like this. And uh, yeah, I think Amazon's a perfect place for it. Then they have Jack Ryan and Jack Reacher and, and Terminal oh, List. Actually, Jack Reacher's only at 26. So uh, oh, Alex, Alex, that, Alex, Jack Reacher, Alex Cross for the win. Alex Cross for the win. Uh, next thing we're talking about. Speaking of series that just won't die, uh, a new Saw film is in the works. Uh, Saw X. And the word on this one is that somehow Tobin Bell is back as Jigsaw. Which I can't understand. Like he's had cancer and died. He's had and cancer and died several just, times in the last in the last several movies. Maybe it wasn't cancer, it was just a joke. I don't know. <laughs> it's like an elaborate an elaborate scam. It was an elaborate April Fool's joke, I guess. I don't know. We're gonna find out. Thing is, I if we're, if we're gonna do more Saw movies, I'd much I'm much more interested in like continuation of, of Spiral from a couple of years back. Yeah, and I remember liking like I think we did talk about Spiral. Spiral's good enough. I liked it to where they left. I, I thought it was an interesting take on the, on the Saw on the Saw franchise. And they left it off at a spot where you could continue. No, I mean no spoiler alert, but you kind of figured out. Um, they definitely leave it to where you could like keep it going. So why why not? You know, go down that well, avenue. Like, man with the character who basically said to be the new the new Jigsaw. Yeah, which I mean, you have it like lined up. Why, why go this? Why go? Route? Why go back to? Why go back to Tobin Bell? I thought that was the whole reason why we did Book of, you know, Spiral. Spiral from the Book of Saw. Book of Saw, Spiral, Book of Spiral, by the Saw book. I don't know. Yeah, now we are getting Saw X. Is what this new one's going to be called? Sure. Sure. Uh, yeah, I'm just confused. What if it, what if it's a crossover with with the X franchise? Oh, that'd be kind of cool too. Watch out. Me a goth take on Jigsaw. Pearl versus Jigsaw. Do it. <laughs> uh, something I would have uh, I something I would have uh, brought up after Alex Cross because it is for the same streaming service, but I totally forgot forgotten until seeing it now. Uh, we are getting a Sausage Party sequel series Uh-oh. on Amazon. Uh, this is uh, Seth Rogen is going to be uh, producing and starring once again in this series. Uh, let's see, we got the name uh, Sausage Party Foodtopia. Going to be an eight episode series, uh, release uh, sometime in 2024. Uh, reprising their roles in the first film, you got Seth Rogen, Michael Sarah, Kristen Wiig, Edward Norton, and um, uh, Dave Crumholtz. Dave Crumholtz also coming back to reprise their roles. Uh, but in addition to that, you have some other. We have some other comedians joining us. Let me, let me pull this up. Uh, new additions to the cast include Sam Richardson, who I do love. Uh, Will Forte is going to be in it. Natasha Rothwell, 
and uh, Yes Sir Lester. So, uh, Russell, did you see the Urinal Sausage Party? I did, and I did think it was really, really funny. Yeah, so what do you think of uh, an eight-episode Sausage Party sequel? Absolutely. <laughs> I'm, on, I'm on board with it. I like that kind of humor, so I, I yeah, that'll be funny. Yeah, I, th- I think it's going to be like a lot. Of, I think it's going to be really smart, really funny. And Seth Rogen's been doing a lot uh, in TV in general recently. Because, yeah. you know, he's, he's doing this, Invincible, The Boys, Preacher. Uh, this is the dude who's just been producing-wise in television. He's been he's been doing really well. So, yeah, yeah definitely looking forward to see what he does with the Soft with the Sausage Party sequel. And we will see sometime in 2024. Uh, next thing we're talking about, we found, we got word of a secret Star Wars project uh, being written by Damon Lindelof and uh, directed by one of the writers of Captain Marvel. I'm trying to f- remember which one. Uh, I cannot find Point is, uh, we do have... Oh, yeah. Uh, here we go. Charmaine uh, Ab- Abide Chinoy is going to be directing this one. She did work in Captain Marvel. Uh, this is going to be a movie. I'm concerned about this as... Yeah, in fact, it's Damon Lindelof, who, as a writer, really hit and miss. Movie-wise, especially hit and miss. Uh, things he's written. Uh, he was an uncredited writer for Star Trek, but other than that, a cat was an alien, Prometheus, Star Trek in the Darkness, World War Z, and Tomorrowland, and The Hunt, which I didn't see. I'm not, I can't comment on that one. But other than that, not the most even filmography as a writer. TV-wise, even TV-wise, which is where he shines, not the greatest. So, uh, Russell, what do you think of the prospect of a Damon Lindelof written Star Wars movie? Yeah, kind of what you said. I don't know really what to expect of it. The Hunt was okay. I did see that movie, um, but kind of see like what you said with Tomorrowland. It's just like is there's very no consistency with it's his really credits. Not. So it's kind of like I don't know really what to really. This, what to this could be re- it could be really great or just like really yeah. underwhelming, like a big train wreck. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I kind of don't know. What it to is going to be set stuff. after Rise of Skywalker, but it's not going to deal with Skywalker saga, which I think is which I think is an interesting way to take it. So, yeah, I'm fascinating to see. Where they go with this? Yeah, we'll see. I mean, like I said, it either could go either way. Uh, final piece you're talking about. This was the big one. Uh, Walter Hamada, the current, uh, well, the former president of DC, has uh, stepped down. He's no longer running DC Pictures. Uh, in his stead, Mister James Gunn is stepping in to run DC. He's going to be running their television, film, and animation division i believe which is crazy yeah he's, he's the ceo and chairman of dc of dc studios crazy yeah well, i mean it, it is wild because like you know he's a guy who went from making like low budget horror movies and like like off brand superhero films to like running the biggest superhero one of the biggest superhero companies on, on the planet uh funny thing is this is the thing that Marvel tried to try to do with him because he literally he was about to run like before he got fired from Guardians three he was like going to like oversee the quote unquote cosmic uh, angle of the DCEU. What that means I have no idea. But, uh, point is he can't do it. He's not doing it now, and he's over at DC getting their money. Uh, so yeah, he's gonna be producing on a lot of projects. Gonna be like having his voice in a lot of projects, which. For me personally, someone who loves James Gunn, I do think that this is—I do think this is really good news. I think he has a really unique voice. 
uh producing wise i think he does some really interesting stuff so i'm excited to see what he does with uh this particular avenue yeah um and he had been hyping up a, a secret he's working with dc a lot you know peacemaker even aside from the suicide squad he got peacemaker he was he played himself in harley quinn he's been working on a new show and he's got a new secret product he's been hyping up for a little bit so i'm excited to see what that is uh so yeah what do you think of james gunn running dc no, I dig it. I, like I said, I could maybe breathe some new life into the franchise or to the, you know what I mean? To the property. I think that's something what it needs. Um, and he definitely has the passion for it because he's getting involved in different projects. So obviously the passion is there. So um kind of curious to see where he's going to take it, you know, see how, how much we can elevate this, you know, because you have the, yeah, you have a wonderful uh, core of superheroes to work from. So I think it's, it'd be kind of yeah. cool to see what he does with it. I mean, I really just want I I, I, want, I want a suicide a the Suicide Squad sequel, yeah. and I want Will Smith back. I really <laughs> want Will Smith back. Yeah, like Will's like getting that like you have like Will Smith and Idris Elba and Margot Robbie in a movie together. That'd be fucking awesome. Yeah, uh, one one movie away from Focus. That's true. One one yeah, you're just an Idris shy of Focus. You're well, no, you're you're, you're a, yeah, no, like you're one elder shy of Focus. You're, you're one Idris. Yeah, no, I'm trying to think of what like take away Idris, you got focus again. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I get what you're trying to do. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's going to do it for our notorious news section. Now move on to our movie of the week. This is The Wolfman, the original 1941 The Wolfman. So yeah, kicking it all the way back to the 1940s. Uh, this is a well, not, okay. First of all, this is not this is not the first uh, universe movie featuring a werewolf. Uh, they did try a werewolf movie a few few years earlier uh, with uh, Werewolf of London, uh, which was nowhere near the, the success this was. Uh, and this is also part of their uh, Universal. Actually, Russell, this is this is the this is the first time talking about the original cinematic universe. We're still kind of excited about it. That was the other thing I was kind of thinking when we were uh, when we were uh, faced with this at the poll. I'm like, yeah, this is actually now we're actually talking old school, you know, yeah. Universal monster no, movies. Yeah. People may not know, like this was the original cinematic universe because you know had Universal making all these movies, and then you know they would do crossovers and they would you know pop in each other's films, and they had like this unified shared movie universe. Yeah. Universal did that, and they did it in like, like the 30s and 40s, and like what like this was not heard of. Yeah, and now look, uh, it's everywhere now. It's everywhere. So much so they tried to do it again in yeah. 2017 with the Dark Universe. I really wish they would have picked up, man. That would have been really sweet, though. I wish they would have picked it up, but just like not doing anything else than what they were doing. Yeah, I don't know. I just, uh, we had such, we had, a, uh, the foundation was laid, man. Some great casting decisions. You did. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, I remember the photo that they put out? Fucking. Uh, that's how cocky it was, man. That's it. I was like, not, no, not only had a photo, they had a fuck, they had the fucking logo ready to go. Dude, they were ready. And I remember having an entertainment weekly too. I remember what you had, yeah, you had Russell Crowe. No, it was, uh, it was, it was uh, Vanity Fair, Vanity Fair. Vanity Fair it was Tom you had, Cruise. Uh, you had Tom Cruise, Sophia Patella, Russell Crowe, who were all in the mummy. And you had Benicio Del Toro. Who was going to be Frankenstein. No, no, no. Uh, no, no, not Benicio. It was uh, Javier Bardem. Javier Bardem. Oh, I, I was saying Benicio because he was in Wolfman, maybe. Was gonna, maybe that's why I remember was, was going to be Frankenstein and Johnny Depp was going to be the Invisible Man. And then we got uh, Elizabeth Moss's Elizabeth, Invisible Man, which is just fucking awesome. Yeah, I mean, I, I thought you were going to say fucking awesome. I was like, God damn. No, that movie, that, that was one of my favorites for the, for that the year. That movie 20. was really good. Absolutely. I really hope that they get something going on with that again. 
Yeah, but yeah, they they, they try they try it. Yeah, but anyway, we're we're taking back all the way to classic cinematic universe, and we're taking back all the way back to classic werewolf films. Like I said, uh, this movie, like I said, the first one, uh, Werewolf of London, not very successful. Uh, the second film, however, uh, when the, the, the actual Wolfman, uh, much better received. Again, hard to find box office for all the way back, all the way back then. Yeah, that like, really. Yeah, it was like it was a cultural touchstone. Uh, cost one hundred eighty thousand dollars to make. I'm very curious what that is in today's money. <sighs> I don't even know. Uh, let's see, 1941. Let's, let's pull up the old inflation calculator. Let's check it out here. 1941. So one hundred eighty thousand. Uh, let's see. That is the equivalent to. Oh wow. Uh. About wow, three million dollars. Yeah, three point six. That's still. I mean, that's that's I don't know, that's that's a blum. It's nothing today. You, that's, you a blum, that's a blum. That's a blum That's a Blumhouse movie. Yeah, it's crazy. Even Blumhouse gives, as as it needs to give you five million. Yeah, they're they're much generous than that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so this one this one came out after several of their projects. You know, they came out of the Mummy after Dracula. So they already kind of defined what their style was making these films. And you can kind of, and you can really see that, you know, in, you know, the story, the casting, the filmmaking, just so much. This just feels so classic universal. And we are going to get into that right now. This is the Wolfman. First thing you notice in this film is that we, you see so many people who were just cross, who have already been established in the universal monster verse, you know, like famously Bela Lugosi. Yeah, you played uh, most people played Dracula, but you he was also in Frankenstein. Played Igor, uh, also, but also uh, Claude Rains. Do you know what? Uh, do you know what monster he played? Claude Rains wasn't he? Uh, wasn't he a mummy? He was the Invisible, invisible Man. He was the Invisible, invisible man. man. Okay, okay. Uh, and leading as the titular Wolfman, you had Lon Chaney Jr., which funny because his dad, Lon Chaney Senior, was a fan of the opera for Universal. Oh yeah. So yeah, long, long read. He was, I don't know if, I don't know if it was him or his father who was known as the man of a thousand faces, but like, let me, let me, let me I look. think it was his dad. I, I want to say you're right. Yeah. His dad, his dad was the man of a thousand faces. Yeah. But point is like, he come, he come from like a long standing, like a long standing acting family. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, movie starts off. We get a little introduction to, First of all, the cast introduced like a like a straight up like like eighties sitcom. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like when when you're like this, and then you're like, yeah. <laughs> it's like they take a shot. You just like smile at the you just turn. You smile at the camera. I love I love that era of of, sitcom, of like a television show. Like that's they're too cheap to do like open opening credits. They took they took a shot from the show. Dude, that's great. I, I, I was just like waiting for a moment where the cut like. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just love when people spoof that shit though they, yeah, right. they put it on facebook and they'll spoof it's hilarious yeah but anyways uh, we meet our main character larry talbot played by lon chaney he's uh he's been estranged from his estate for a long time and he's now going back because uh, i believe his brother just passed away oh yeah his brother just passed away and he's reconciling with his uh estranged father played by lon chaney senior uh so yeah oh, 
a lot of this, but keep in mind, like they given the fact that this is like an hour film, they spent a lot of time setting this up. Comparatively, they spent a lot of time setting this up. Oh yeah, yeah, and that's that's that was what was great about the Universal Monster movies that like the th- the thing about what works about like horror stories in general is the fact that you're able to find humanity in them. Well, yeah, that's the thing. They don't rush. I, I think that's the thing you can appreciate about these classic movies like that. It's we you you know obviously Wolfman's coming sometime in this in this movie, this hour and 10 minute movie, but you don't know when. And I like the fact that they take time, build a story, get you kind of in a seat. And then, then kind yeah. of slowly try to build a little bit of this suspense and, oh, when's, when's this going to happen? When's this they, set, happen? they set you up know? story, they set up character, they set up arcs. Like we, like we spent a lot of time learning about like Larry, like Larry Talbot and who he is, like, you know, like, why he went away like the kind of person he is we see yeah. that this type of romance between like you know he's eyeing his telescope he sees like this really pretty woman in a shop across the street from him he decides to go say hi this is another main character excuse me excuse me this is another one of our main characters uh gwen uh she works the she works the shop near uh he goes to buy a walking stick which is a uh, silver wolf's head Tells them that it represents a werewolf, which is man, which you know, because it was the forties, it wasn't like common knowledge then. Person yeah. who changed into a wolf at certain times of the year, and that they always see a certain symbol, the pentagram, in this in uh, the hand of their next victim. Anyways, uh, he goes there. Uh, yeah, they, the two of them have really good chemistry, and he asks her out on a date that night. So they go and they see it. There are some gypsies rolling through town. You get a little bit of a little Wizard of Oz vibe here with the bit, yeah. with the with the gypsies and the fortune telling and stuff like that. Yeah, no, this is where we this is where we do see uh, Bella Lugosi as the fortune teller, which Bella Lugosi, just like one of the great genre actors of this time. Yeah, absolutely. Like it didn't matter like what who he was playing, like he just like blended so seamlessly into whatever role he was doing. Because like you watch you like you watch him in this, and then you watch him in like Frankenstein or like Dracula, like not like not no characters he played felt the same. Uh-uh. Like you, you you feel as Mark as an actor, but like he's able to like just like able to, like just transform himself like this like physically. He has like such different like you know like physical cues, like he, like the persona is different. Like he just felt like a different character no matter where he was. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, uh, he is talking to. Uh, I don't know if it's like I think it's, I think it's a friend of hers. They never really established. Like, they never like clearly established. Yeah, yeah. They just drag another girl with with them because it, it was him and it was it was him and, yeah. and Gwen, and then she brought her other friend, I guess. Yeah. So that, Larry didn't get the memo that he had to bring another friend to. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, like he's uh he's giving he's giving the fortune to this woman, and then he sees the pentagram on her on her. It's just like, and then he meets up. He's like, uh, yeah, no, you you're gonna be fine go away you have to get out of here now yeah uh anyways so like he, he he goes off we see that larry and uh, larry and gwen are off you know they're they're, 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 they're talking they're trying to build their relationship but then he sees that other, that other girl has been attacked is being attacked uh being attacked by a wolf so, so larry I mean, goes with his cane beats the ever-loving shit out of the wolf but he gets bit in the process and I also like the fact that they kind of save from not having to show it. It's a lot cheaper. 
Uh, yeah. I think we've talked about this too. It's more practical to kind of show it that way. Cause I mean, obviously then they didn't have the special effects obviously that you do now, but I, I do like the fact that you kind of know he's beating the shit out of it with the cane, but you don't need to really see it to kind of put that in your head. Yeah. Anyways. Uh, uh, so the, uh, he passed, uh, Larry passes out the cops show up. Uh, they see it. There's no wolf there, but the gypsy uh, is, is found dead bludgeon to death and the only thing found near him is the cane so larry's just like uh i mean i didn't i didn't i didn't kill that dude i killed a wolf i don't know what you i don't know what you're talking about and this is a really great aspect of this film because like a lot of this for like this section is just like the paranoia yeah because like you because like, like even like you don't know what's fully happening you're just like okay no he, he didn't like that dude's just dead larry didn't kill him it's like what's like what like what's happening? Like, is it, 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 you can really feel like Larry is starting to feel like he's crazy. Yeah, and, and you can kind of see, and you kind of feel bad for the character too, because you, you like do. you kind of you kind of like the character. I mean, he's he's a he's a he's a nice guy. You don't really sense anything too much. Like like there would be a protagonist or an antagonist. You know what I mean? You kind of you like the character. Yeah, you 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 don't see him as a bad guy. You want things to work out for him. But like it's just like everything's just bearing down on this dude right now uh yeah he's being investigated he's being investigated by the cops and he's like something's going wrong and you see that on his chest he has a, a the, pen, the pentagram symbol yep you're just like okay what's going on so uh you know ev- everyone and this is another thing like you can think about something that these movies did really well it's ca- trying to ca- trying to capture the mo- like not only the monster on screen but the monster is a society because like the town is kind of villainizing as well almost like a beauty and a beast type vibe too almost uh, yeah that's kind of how i felt when i was watching it kind of like you know that the outcast there you know yeah the town is kind of tr- it's kind of trying to turn on larry you know, he's an outsider they don't know him and they're just treating him like sort of like a monster yeah but anyways that night you know larry sees gwen again i love the scene where like you know like he's at that shooting booth and like the wolf, the wolf pops up and he can't do it and he's just like no, oh, yeah. he's, he's knocking all the other ones off and then the wolf pops up and he's like he can't yeah but anyways he goes to, he goes to see the gypsy woman and we find and this is where we get a lot of rants like the movie was pretty, again it's only an hour the movie was pretty quick so if we, if we find out that uh the gypsy was in fact a werewolf so yeah larry did kill him yep and because he's been bitten by him He's gonna turn. So now he can only be killed by the classic world weakness, which is silver. He can silver bullets, silver knives, or what Larry did, a cane with a silver handle. It's the only thing that can kill him. Yep. Yeah, when the when the full moon turn when the full moon happens, he is going to be turned and he is going to kill somebody once again. And this is the part where you like you feel the desperation in Larry, where you're just like, I don't I I don't want this to happen to me. Yeah, you can tell he definitely doesn't want to do any harm. Yeah, he's literally trying every. He's literally trying everything. He's trying to like time. So he's like trying to like you know, get away from everybody. And this is the scene where we finally we do see that. Like the thing that any werewolf movie needs to get right is that turn. Yeah, and keep and keep in mind like the thought we can do now is just so much. It's so much more effective than what they could do in the forty. But even for the forty, like this is like really, I love I love how they werewolf pull this off because like you see like. It blending like you see like himself get like hair he's like you first of all you hair, don't hair see, legs yeah. you don't see it like you don't see it like fully play out 
you see like his like the bottom half the bottom half of his body and you see yeah. his legs get like bigger and hairier and then he just gets walked off and then he just walks off but yeah after that you get the full reveal and i love the i love the way that these old these old movies are lit like yeah. i think they're lit so incredibly well yeah, because yeah. like the way they had the shadows on his face like it may it makes it like genuinely scary it makes it more scary than it would be if it wasn't it's like that perfect that perfect like I don't know the way. Yeah. Kind of what you said, like, it's just, it's the, it's the lighting. It's, it's just the dimness that you see there. It's, it's just with the contrast to the face. Um, definitely it just, it's just, it's just right. How they do this. Yeah. This also sets up. This also creates what we, what we know now today is like the base werewolf look. <laughs> and like, given what we given, like, you know, we've seen tons of werewolf movies from, from here on out, like, Every every werewolf thing we've seen come you know, in, in cinema since then, all started with this. Yeah, crazy to think that. Yeah. So, anyways, uh, he he wolves out and he ends up killing a grave digger. Uh. So yeah, uh, things are still not looking good for him. <laughs> uh. He had to talk with his dad and just like, yeah, I I need to leave. <laughs> uh. He decides that he's he's going to. He's going. He's going to leave town. Uh, and he he he, he talks. He talks to his dad, and he just like they kind of reconcile. He's like, "Yeah, I know." Like the, the dad thinks he's crazy because yeah. who wouldn't? I mean, yeah, he's talking like like craziness. I mean, you're like, yeah, there's something. Something's not right. Yeah, but, uh, uh, he's 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 still, he's still under 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 the you know under the microscope of all the cops, and he's he's trying to help me just like. Look, you gotta tie me up. You gotta do something. I can't. I can't do this again. Uh, but what I love about this is that, like, like, oh, he finds. Well, first of all, who who was it that ties him up? Is it Gwen? Because I don't think. I don't think. It, I think he avoids Gwen. I don't think. It, I don't think it is him. No, who ties him up? Yeah, I think doesn't does his dad tie him up? I was gonna say it was his dad. I was yeah, like, sure. well, yeah. I about to say like it's his dad that ties him up. That's the, that's the thing I like. Like despite the fact that. He like but everything he's saying it sounds crazy. He listens to him because like that's his son. Yeah, yes. and the fact, yeah, you definitely can tell that like he doesn't want to, you know, I mean, to do harm, and he wants to try to protect everybody else too. And 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 tying him up, I guess, you know what I mean? Yeah. But yes, uh, he ends up wolfing out again. But like this time, the town is hunting for him. Yeah, uh, he steps in a bear trap. The gypsy is the only one who can like get him back to normal. And he decides, like, you know what? No, I can't do. I can't do. This. I got to get away from everybody. So he decides to go talk to Gwen, and then you know we're gonna get the fuck out of Dodge. Yeah, but the thing is, when he goes to see her, the pentagram is on her hand, which signals yeah, that she is going to be his. She's going to be his next. Thing. Yeah. And he and he and he's he rush he rushes out of there. Uh oh! I'm I'm getting I'm getting mixed up. It's after this. This is when the dad ties him up. Okay. Before he's well, he's wolves out on his own. Okay, that's right. Yeah, but anyways, like I, I love the how I love the way Lon Chaney is able to do paranoia in, in in this particular part of the movie. Oh no, definitely, uh, and, and it gets you to like second guess too. Like, uh, is like what you what you're what is it, things really happening the way you're you know? But like it, he 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 he's just scared for everyone else around him. Like he doesn't he doesn't want to hurt anybody else. And like you're, you're like genuinely scared for the life of him and everybody else around him because you don't, you don't know what's gonna happen. Like you don't want, and you're genuinely scared that he is going to kill this woman. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's this is when the dad ties him up, but he ends up he ends up, of course, getting out. Uh, and he is then on the hunt for Gwen. He gets her and you think like, oh, shit, uh, she is a goner. Yeah, but uh, he does. He does end up getting killed. And, and was it? Oh, he did. He did get hit. But yeah, the dad ends up hitting him with the cane with the cane. Yeah, with the with this with the silver handle. And which, yeah, of course, ends up killing him. And like, I love the, I love the line that the gypsy had where it's just like, now you're, you're suffering, your suffering's over. You can, you can rest now. Yeah. And I love the look on Michael Rennie's face where he's realized, like, oh shit, what have I done? My son is dead and it's kind of, and I'm the one that killed him. Yeah. I mean, but in the same token, it was going to be somebody else was going to get him if it wasn't him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Realistically, I guess, if that's the. Yeah, but so uh, ultimately they decide to uh, pin. They ultimately decide to uh, pin his death as well as as an accident, and that's where the movie ends. And yeah, like I said, short, short, short film. Yeah, but I do think a very effective one. So Russell, final thoughts on the Wolf Man? Yeah, it's the first time I had ever seen it. Um, you guys can check it out on Peacock. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I, I enjoyed it. I, I liked it. It was it was very easy to digest, you know, 70 minutes. Um, and you just get that eerie classical feeling, you know what I mean? Um, everything about you know the 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 acting in it. Um, even like 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 I even said with the um, you know, with the uh using the the like not zooming in on on the on the beating or whatever like that. You can like it's 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 a little bit more, I guess you could form it more in your head which yeah. I appreciate, but um, no, I, I, I enjoyed it. I really did. I, I liked Lon Chaney uh, Jr. I, I, I liked, uh, I don't know, you really feel sympathetic towards this character in the film. You know what I mean? You, you really don't want anything bad to happen to him. And you like the, you like his, you know, his romance with Gwen, even though she's cl- clearly engaged to be married or whatever, but, yeah. but still, no, I enjoyed it. Like I said, overall, I, I really, I really did enjoy it. And I kind of want to check some more of these, uh, universal films out yeah like i said I'm, I'm a big werewolf fan so this is my favorite of the universal monster movies because you know got a world at the center of it yeah. um i think that like i said it, what universal monster movies did the best is the fact that they found the humanity in a lot of these monster stories that's what that's what makes them stand out it's makes them kind of make them classics yeah. and that's what the Wolfman does where you have this guy who's just been subject to something that he didn't ask for yeah and you just see like you know the horrors that he's having to go through in his life uh i think lon chaney is fantastic in the film both as the man and both as the werewolf like he being such like a great physical physicality to the role that that i really love um i think that you know the entire cast is great i love love michael rennie bell lugosi um the woman playing gwen whose name i can't think of at this time uh i think like yeah like the 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 guy great sense of uh great sense of atmosphere i love the use of light and shadows in this movie uh, I think it's like a really great breezy watch. Like again, I can do those on any any time. Yeah, uh, and yeah, I think this movie is classic and great and iconic for a reason. And and I'm even well- even the, even the makeup, even the makeup, I mean, even the makeup, makeup's fantastic too. You're right. Yeah. Man. You, you figure that. that's, that's that's like 80 years, and like that's yeah. it. Look, it's still it's like still so, holding up. It's still so good for the time, right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so I'm happy we got the chance to visit this. I'm glad it's got to be our werewolf movie of the year. So yeah, I, I am too. 
that's going to do it for us here. Uh, Russell, you're going to plug for head out. Yeah, Notorious by Chance on Facebook is the group. Go ahead and join there. That's where we'll put the polls up for you guys to vote on. we got a really, really good one coming up uh, next. And guys can also find us at Notorious by Chance on the YouTube channel. And you find my Twitter, Twitter Instagram, Chance, 491. Check out the PJ Campbell uh, Network, where I do the PJ Campbell Show, as well as Left Side, Strong Side. And uh, thank you for listening. And next week, uh, Monster Mash continues as we are looking at movie starring a ghost. Uh-oh. All right. Thank you for listening. We will see you next time.